and my last fast was for, was for 22 days. 22 days? Right. Oh my gosh, Only like nothing, water. just water? Just water, and I, <laughs> and I worked and worked out. Live here in LA at the Game of Life podcast headquarters from the studio, back from San Antonio in the Final Four, Game of Life podcast coming at you. All I can say about this podcast is simply buckle up. You are about to be on a ride that you have never even imagined before and enter a world that could absolutely change your life. 30-minute podcast that could change your life? Yeah, I'd say it's worth it. Everyone deals with stress and anxiety, I know, and even if we don't want to admit it, we do. 90% of our days, it's a study, they prove that kind of stuff in science, you know, that Bill Nye stuff. 90% of our days are consumed with worrying about the future and fearing what might happen even though 90% of the time it never ends up happening. This is your chance to listen to a breathing expert on how to reduce stress and anxiety every day in your daily life. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Tao and Qigong master Arthur Levitan. Arthur will steer you through a process of finding ultimate peace within yourself, following your passion to live your best day every day, how he gave up being a big-time CEO in the corporate world to living out his dream of becoming a Tao master. You'll learn how Arthur fasted for 22 straight days and even became more productive and worked out while doing so. And many more crazy stories that Hollywood couldn't even draw up. For example, nearly getting his arm broken in half by the LA Rams strength coach in secret mountains near the Great Wall of China. Yeah, told you Hollywood couldn't make these stories up. So fasten in super tight, take a slow, deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth and get ready for Tao and Qigong master Arthur Levitan. You just took me through some practices of Qigong and I drove over here 35 minutes in LA traffic, stressed to the max, and after about 30 minutes of going through these practices, I feel calm, relaxed, at peace, I'm not checking my phone, I'm not worrying about anything. How, how, does that, how does that happen? So the practice is divided into three parts. The physical, the mental, and the spiritual. And if there is no physical component, the mind doesn't accept the ideas. So we connect the breathing to the movements, to the mind. And we lower all our thoughts all the way down to our instincts. So that it's in the belly where the, the right moves come from. Where they turn the right, left, I love this person, I should do this instantly without thought. And that's where we should live our life. When we live our life in our head, it's full of confusion. It's full of blocks. And frankly, let me be honest. In the West, we're all hoarders, right? Yeah, we're true. always hoarding information. We're always mm-hmm. hoarding knowledge in our head. We're always hoarding things that people say and everything. And we could never get enough. Well, all that hoarding, just like imagine if you would be hoarding your stuff forever and ever and ever, you could never find your bed. You could never find a bathroom. So it's the same thing in our head. Our thoughts can't get through in a very easy, efficient manner. So what we do with the Eastern practices, with Qigong or Kung Fu or meditation or philosophy, we try to get clarity of thought. And clarity of thought means, means having the shortest thought possible, the most direct from A to B distance. And once you have clarity of thought, you can make instant decisions without hesitation, and your life gets better and better and better. And 
in order to achieve peak performance, we have to have calmness within ourselves. We have to have we have to be slow and soft in order to get the greatest acceleration possible. I think that's a very interesting point that you made too. It's not about your mind, but it's more about trusting your instincts. And I feel that's a very important aspect as we talk about the NBA particularly or top-level athletes on how to trust what you've developed over your lifetime, how to trust your instincts and as opposed to second-guessing yourself. Because it seems like whenever you second-guess yourself, you usually end up being wrong. So is Qigong, is that, is that a practice that can, can really put the focus more on being trusting of your instincts? Absolutely. Because we, the physical manifestation of your instincts is in your core, is in your gut. Remember what everybody says, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason they say that. Is because that's where our instincts live. Our thoughts take way too long. And because they can be confused, our body gets confused as to what to do. Our instincts cannot be confused. Right. Once we learn how to trust them and live in them, your body reacts instantly in milliseconds rather than long time. But you think about this, you're thinking about that. So you know, essentially you don't even have to be able to think about reacting. It just comes naturally. And it's it was, exactly right. It was really cool at the end of the workout that we did or the practice that we did. You told me of how important it is to go from soft and relaxed to acceleration. Not about the speed, not about how tense you are, not about how strong physically you are but it's how you move your body in acceleration. All right, welcome back to the Game of Life podcast. We've got Jeremy Lin on. Jeremy, what's going on? The two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. He's like the eye of the hurricane because in the middle of the hurricane, it's really calm. And so Michael never tried to stop all the madness around him. What he learned was he just got calm in the middle of it. Stealing that pass at Staples, I was like, dude, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Give Kobe a little glance after that. What's up? Uh, you want to be that person that when they walk into a room, that people are happy to see you. Talk to me about working with Ronaldo. You helped coach Ronaldo to become a great sleeper. A human test tube. Thank you, man. I, I, I think that's like one notch up from being a human guinea pig. They'll take it. In a good uh, way. And I just pray, man. Like, I just pray and I just thank God for, for everything. The moment you realized, man, I'm in the NBA. Oh, man, that was from day one. That was the, the, the day I got drafted when I heard my name being called. Buckle up, the Game of Life podcast coming at you, where we bring to you the behind-the-scenes lives of NBA players, business-savvy entrepreneurs, and top-level performers in all fields of personal development. The podcast that helps you become the best version of you. And I think that's really important for athletes to understand, too, because a lot of times they'll be extremely tense on the playing field, or if you're in a business meeting, you're extremely tense thinking, try, trying to be focused instead of relaxing your body, relaxing your mind, trusting your instincts, and then accelerating the strike. When you are relaxed and when you're calm and when you can act from a place of calmness and softness, you give yourself lots of choices because you have the ability to then wait for the right opportunity to strike. When you're tense and you're tense all the time, your choices are limited because you can only do one thing. 
and that's it. It is the yin and the yang. It is the black and the white. It gotcha. is day and night. Yeah. It is you must go from soft to hard back to soft. After the game, you have to go back to soft. Right. During the game, you have periods of quick, hard, soft, hard, soft, hard, soft. But after the game, you have to go back to soft. Yep. Because if you keep being hard, you will not be able to improve. All you be is in that tense, in that place. So let's say, let's say I'm a NBA player and I come to you and I'm having a really tough time making free throws late in the game. The pressure is just mounting to me. I can't, I can't make a free throw to save my life. I can make them the first three quarters, but when the pressure's on, I'm getting tense. I, I can't hit them, and I need to. How would you, how would you work with a player? Let's break it down. <clears throat> break it down on this type of guy comes to you. What's the setup you're going to go through to teach him mental clarity, being calm in the moment, calm in the storm? Well, it all starts with the physical. Every practice has to start with the reality that we live in. We can't just hear words. And they're not attached to anything. Everything has to start with the breathing. So when you start with the breath and you learn how to move the breath in the right way, all the way down to the belly. And you can even, when you get really good, you can, believe it or not, you can breathe down all the way to your toes. Wow. And when that breath goes all the way down, your body becomes calm and becomes one. Rather than a collection of jittery muscles or nerves or ideas. When we learn to breathe... We then learn how to breathe and move at the same time to connect the breath and the movement into one. So you don't hold your breath. When you hold your breath, you don't get energy. Yep. You don't get calmness. Your body is in, 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 a, in a state of stress, right? Because yep. back in wherever we came from, right, when there was a tiger chasing you, yes, you have this fight or flight uh, right. instinct, but, it, but it's meant for 30 seconds. The tiger either eats you or you get away, right? right? Yep. Nowadays, we live in it all the time. And when the athletes are in the court, they're in this fight-or-flight mode for the whole period. If they don't learn to loosen up during that stress, during the battle of stepping back and loosening it up, they'll continue to accumulate tension until it overwhelms them. And that's where the performance goes to nothing. So it's basically all, and, and I saw this too in the practices, is being able to be at peace with your breath, control your breath, and, and ultimately, I mean, ultimately breathe from your stomach and not the tensivity of your chest. Right. Okay. Breathe from your instincts. Yeah, breathe from your instincts. Yeah. When your was... breath connects to your instincts, everything happens. Your body has an intelligence of its own. It knows what to do. You spend years practicing. Right. It knows what to do. Right. You have to let it go. You have to take a step back. You yourself, let's say, whether you're David or whoever you are, you take a back seat. When you let go of your ego, you let your body do what it does best. When you have your ego, your chest is tense. The tense chest is a manifestation of your ego. So when you let it go, when you let go of self, you get the most amazing result because your body knows what to do. When you are in the ego, when you're in uh, your head, You're second-guessing. You're forcing the body to have second-guesses. It doesn't know what to do. It doesn't know where to go. It's as if you're driving a car, constantly hitting between gas and brake, gas and brake, gas and brake. You don't let it it go. Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the more you try to control a situation, the more you end up losing control of it. So if you just let go, trust your instincts, the more... 
the situation is going to probably well, work out for the better. Through the practice, we learn three things. We learn how to see yourself clearly. We learn how to see the world clearly. And we learn how to see yourself in that world. And when you can do that, you don't need to hold on to yourself for dear life. Because you know who you are. Right. You figured it out. Yep. You're done with that. Let it go. Yep. Now it's time to just do it. Take a quick deep breath in the podcast. <sighs> to bring to you our sponsor for the week, we are brought to you by... Okay, I had to do that just because the NCAA tournament always does it and everything. Brought to you by Halo Sport. HaloNeuro.com. Halo Sport is the first headset that stimulates the part of your brain responsible for muscle movement and memory. This accelerates training gains in power, endurance, skill, memory, focus, basically everything to make you a better overall athlete. Yeah, that's what Halo was all about and it's bringing it to you. I use it before. I work out personally. I use it on my NBA players to optimize all the training sessions, help them have more muscle memory to become better shooters. And now your chance, you can optimize your mind, body, and overall life with going to haloneuro.com, entering the code NURSE at the checkout to get $250 off your set of Halo headphones. Normally priced at $749, you're getting them for $499. Check it out, haloneuro.com, enter the code NURSE at the checkout. All right, back to the second half of the podcast and get ready to journey into the secret mountains of China with Tao and Qigong Master Arthur Leviton. Here we go. All right, you got to tell me how you got started in this. You got to tell me how you got going in this, how you got over to China. How did they, you were telling me also about a story of how they basically ordained you over there in China. So if you go over to China, you're basically like a legend. Next time I go over there, I'm taking you with me. (laughs) Yes, I actually get a lot of attention when I go there. Nice. Uh, there's usually uh, quite a lot of people who are always um, uh, along for the ride with us. I'm coming. Um, basically, uh, about 25 years ago, I um, had an epiphany when I was 21 years old. And I started my first business before that. And I had an epiphany that uh, if I don't do something, my life was going to be over because all the path I was, I was on was earn more money, buy bigger TV, earn more money, yeah. buy bigger TV, earn more money, buy bigger TV, yeah. and everything. And for some reason, and I can't tell you why, uh, I don't know to this day, I said to myself, sitting there in my brand new condo, my life is over if I don't do something. And the very next day, a Buddhist teacher came into my life. He walked through my door into, work, into my work, and I started practicing with him. And for seven years, I was a Buddhist. I did a lot of the uh, Buddhist practices, including um, the Kung Fu practice, the meditation practice. Um, unfortunately, the celibacy practice, that was really stupid. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I did, which I actually don't regret, is I practiced fasting. And for five oh. years, I fasted. And my last fast was for, was for 22 days. 22 days? Right. Oh, my gosh. Only like nothing? Water. Just water? Just water. And I, and I worked <laughs> and worked out. That's impressive. I worked. I did that. And All right. We got to talk about that real quick. And then we can get back to the story because <laughs> that's really interesting. And I've, I've dabbled in ketosis and fasting. And my longest is a five-day fast, which... Is, That's great. Which is amazing. That's once, fantastic. Once you get to day five, like you're not hungry at all. Right. Your focus, your clarity, everything is locked in. But I can't imagine 22 days. Past, for me, past day three was the same thing. Was, it was for 12 days, easy, 15 right? days. It made no difference. The reason I stopped at 22 was my mother kept calling and saying, <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Are so, you alive? Right. So 
I, I was going to go for 30, but you know what? If 22 is fine. Um, but that actually changed my life. And I'll tell you how is um, I realized in those 22 days that I no longer want to follow the way of the Buddha and that it wasn't working for me. I wasn't finding a spiritual answers I was looking mm-hmm. for. And interestingly enough, once I got out of that fast, I got a phone call from a man I've never um, really done a lot of business with who said, I want, there's a house available to flip. You want to do it? And I said, okay, sure. I said, where is he? He told me in town. I never knew where it was. And I said, yes, why not? And that house turned out to be across the street from a Taoist temple. Oh, wow. And I wound up moving into that house because I met my wife. And I wound up moving into that house. And I walked across the street one day, and there was a Taoist grandmaster whose wife was an amazing uh, Siberian shaman. Mm-hmm. And I spent 10 years with him every day. Wow. learning all these different practices. And the reason that I got so lucky, I got lucky many, many times in my life, but this is um, one of the more important ones, is that his lineage was unbroken all the way back for 2,500 years. That means that during the Cultural Revolution, when the Chinese government destroyed all their masters, they killed the masters and the priests, they destroyed the temples, they killed the lineages. His master escaped before that happened. And he was able to give him the secrets that nobody knew. So that was passed on to me. So basically, you like this guy is the Tao master from 2,500 years ago. Everything passed on and you and, were able to learn and from And so am I. Wow. And that's the knowledge you're sharing with me now. That's kind exactly of, sort of right. Slowly. And I'm, I'm okay. sh- <laughs> <laughs> Teach a, me. Absolutely. I share it freely. freely and um, uh, not only you, but whoever comes here, I help them yep. through this. This is not a system I developed. This is a system that's been proven for 2,500 years oh, to work. Yeah. So then I, in, in 2009, I started teaching my own. I started my own school. And one of my students brought me to China. And I was lucky enough to be brought to this temple where they um, kind of freaked out about all the things I knew. And instantly signed me up. Uh, which was hilarious because this, the woman who's the grandmaster there is very, very tiny, and but she controls everything and everybody. And she goes, you'll be my American. I'm like, okay. And in 2016, she called me in the beginning of the year, and she said, all right, come over. We're going to do a special ceremony. And they did a two-hour ceremony ordaining me as a master and a priest. And basically the cool thing about it for me was, other than my wife got a chance to be with me, is that, and I didn't know this was going to be um, the fact, is that from now on, anybody who I ordain will carry my name as part of their Chinese name. Wow. So I start a whole new branch from, um, from this day on, essentially. That's really cool. So, yeah. So that's kind, of like, that's kind of like in coaching in the NBA. So you basically learn from the Greg Popovich or the James Naismith who invented basketball, and right. now you're able to grow your own tree of, would you call it Tao Master? Tao Master. Tao yeah. Master? Yeah. So what's, what's the difference, uh, sorry about my naiveness about it, of Qigong and Qigong. Tao? Qigong. See, sure. look at that. Wow, Qi, we're cutting that it's part. It's really simple. Qigong it translates really simple. I hate Chinese words and I rarely use them, but yep. these are the only ones I use. Qigong translates Qi is energy or yep. life force. Right. And Gong essentially means cultivating or work. So all this is is life force cultivation. So we try through breathing and exercises to bring energy into your body so then you can really, really perform optimally. 
or be in a meeting or do whatever it is or you know make love to your wife or whatever right. whatever you want to do with that right because the world through stress and through confusion drains us of our energy yep and i th- i think that's the most limiting disability that people have is just allowing stress to control their life and a lot of people will think i mean i even thought about it a year or two years ago like what what can breathing really do for me it's just a waste of time if i'm just gonna breathe but really being i mean it just really gets you calm in the moment and calms your stress calms your anxiety and and at the end of the day that's that's a lot of what people are looking for there's some things in this world that cannot be learned without a teacher uh-huh and this is one of them. And this is just one of them. Yep. And it's just a fact that whether you like it or not, this happens to be that. And Tao, a lot of people in the West mispronounce it as Tao because it's misspelled. For sure. So whoever translated misspelled, instead of putting a D, <laughs> they put a T. Yeah. And what it means is the way. And what it actually means is your way. What is your path in life? What are you truly meant to do? What truly brings you contentment? What truly gets you up in the morning, right? Yeah. For me, you know, I was I like a CEO that. for many years. Yeah. For started companies, I was I ran companies, and I never liked it. I never liked getting up in the morning and being a CEO. I right. did it because it was good money. Right. And people said, "You're you, this is great." That's what the it's what the world thinks and, of success. And it's yeah. what my father told me I should exactly, be doing. Man. And blah 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 blah, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And I gave that up about five years ago and all I'm doing now is teaching and all I'm doing now and every day I get up I have a smile on my face so, man, and the reason awesome. is because I'm doing what I was born to do and when you do when you find what you were born to be not what your parents told you not what school told you not what you're trying to emulate on the internet or whatever it is but really what you were born to be and embrace it and accept it your life becomes amazing because you're doing what's right for you. Man, there's no better joy than knowing you wake up every single morning and you're excited to get out of bed. You're excited right. to follow your passion. And that's the, that's the big thing that we talk about on this, on this podcast. How can you find your passion and then how can you attack it? How can you use every single day and your energy? And that's, that's really cool to hear that because you had, I mean, what the world would think is like, oh, he's a CEO, he's got everything going for him, making great money. Yeah. But you, ultimately, that's not where your joy's at. No, no. What I, what I do now is what I was born to do. And I can tell that because you bring a great energy. Just going through 30 minutes of the work with you, like your positivity, just seeing how excited you are to teach and you let me come into your house and, and work with you here. That's that's just showing how passionate you are about it. Thank you. That's that's a huge credit to you and being able to find your find your passion and attack it. Um, tell me some crazy stories that have happened <laughs> over the time. I know there's got to be some crazy Chinese stories. Uh, Chinese stories. Oh, okay. I've been to China. I've almost died right. a few times, so I so, know you got something. Well, yeah. That that's that. Yeah, getting food poisoning. You know, that's, that's what I had. That's that's you know that's the uh, default. That's. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you a little crazier oh, no. story. All right. So, I was in Beijing, which the city I don't enjoy too much. My worst super, favorite city in the world. Yep. Because I can't see the building next door yep. because smog. of the smog. Yep. And I see Americans running, and I want to stop them and you know <laughs> give them a hug and say, "Don't do this, please." And. Um, and uh, some of the people who, um, 
the Chinese people, um, they introduced me to some amazing people. One of the amazing people that they introduced me to was the Taoist advisor to the president of China. And every Asian ruler since Genghis Khan has had a Taoist advisor. This is, this is a fact. And I spent three hours with him. That was cool. But later that day, they took me on this little joyride. And you know, these Chinese, they take you places. They don't tell you where you're going. Oh, they don't, no. One time I wound up in the uh, mountains in the Great Wall. And one time I wound up at a sewage treatment plant. <laughs> I shit you not, I was walking through shit. Okay? I'm, I've I been to Beijing. I, Half I, of it is that. I yeah. cannot, I cannot make this crap up. Literally. So anyways, <laughs> we're going up. We're driving an hour out of Beijing to this remote place. And I'm like, okay, so what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, we're going, we want you to meet somebody. We want you to meet somebody. Okay, sure, whatever. Anyways, we get up there. And it used to be an old army outpost in, in the Great Wall. And now it's, I don't know, some people living there doing whatever they're doing. And this guy comes out, and this very fairly tall Asian dude. And I'm going, okay, so I get my translator ready because I don't speak Chinese and everything. And the guy speaks perfect English. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm like, hey, what's your story? What are you doing here? He goes, I'm 83 years old. Didn't look a day over 40. I was shocked. And I used to be the Qigong strength coach for the L.A. Rams. Oh, wow. In the 70s. I used to live in Beverly Hills. Oh, man. And do do Qigong with the L.A. Rams. I'm like, you got to be kidding. He's like, no. So we go inside. And he goes, you know, I'm very famous in China, but... All these masters come and see me, and they're all pathetic. They're all weak. I, got a, I developed a test of how to tell if a master is good or not. I'm going, okay, do you want me to tell you something? Do you want me to do exercise with you? He goes, no. So he took my hand, and, um, and with his other hand, he puts his forearm on my forearm and starts trying to break my bone. Oh, no. He goes, this is how I check how good your chi is, because if you do really qigong, your bones have to be able to withstand my force. And I'm looking at this guy. He's 83 years old. He's putting insane pressure on my hand. And meanwhile, there's 10 Chinese people looking at me. Is he going to pass? Is he going to fail? Is he going to pass? Is he going to fail? I mean, what's going to happen here? <laughs> They're all smoking. Yeah. Literally, we're, we're trying to do a healthy thing. They're all smoking there right. and everything. So anyway, so... I, I knew I, I was doing the right thing because um, my master was a really, really powerful guy and everything. And I knew what he taught me really works because I've checked it out in many different places. So I, I tolerated it for about a minute or so. And he keeps pressing harder and harder. Jeez. And I'm thinking, how do I end this in a nice way? <laughs> right. Because there's no nice way. There is no good way. Something, aha, I'm holding his hand. So I start squeezing his hand. And I put a lot of force into squeezing his hand. And he, I see his eyes, and his eyes get wider and everything. And he lets go. He goes, oh, you're better than most. <laughs> go, sure. I'm glad we had this talk. Which is the way out? <laughs> there you go. So if you would have fa- failed, your arm would have like, literally... He might have broken shattered. my arm. Jeez. I don't know how many people he has actually broken the arm to. But, but he could have broken my arm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's China in a nutshell for you, basically. <laughs> All right, we're going to put you on the hot seat now, throw some rapid-fire questions at you, so whatever comes to your mind, just spit it out. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> the best advice you have ever gotten, what comes to your mind? Never joke with people who have more money or are more powerful than you. There you go. Any because you look like a that? clown. Yeah? Because okay. they don't respect you. They can joke. You cannot. You can laugh at their jokes, but never offer up a joke. And that has worked for me 
incredibly throughout my life. How about your biggest role model or someone who was a mentor to you growing up? Who comes to your mind? You know, I, I, I got to be very lucky in life that I did meet my role models, the masters, yeah, the, Tao the master, Kung Fu yeah. masters, yeah. the Tao masters, even the Buddhist masters. Those were people that I grew up watching uh, Kung Fu shows, yeah, yeah. Uh, reading books, and dreaming about how cool that would be, but never thought it would happen to me. I actually got a chance to spend many years with the people I admired the most. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. That's a dream right there for sure. How about, I like to ask this one to everybody, is if you... Blue. No. <laughs> if you could invite three guests to a dinner oh, party, God. dead or alive, oh, God. who you bring in, doesn't have to be three, you can have two, and then I want to know what you're eating too. This tells me everything about you right here, man. I'm going to judge you big time on this. This, really. I thought this was a non-judgmental show. Nah, I'm just kidding. I won't really judge you. I'm just kidding. I'll probably join um, you for dinner. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, yes. My wife. I have a very good answer. Uh, no, it's I, I love her and she's my partner in every way. That's I, awesome. I, w- I, would, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. She's the one who supported me in this whole endeavor and worked with me for it too. Oh, so man. If it wasn't for her, my temple wouldn't be what it was. It's the combination of yin and yang, the male and the female, that creates forward momentum. Really cool. By ourselves, we can do it, but not as great when you have an amazing partner. So it's true. Behind every great man is a great woman. And for every woman, she needs the right man to move her in the right direction. Yeah. And just so um, everybody knows, she is not here standing with a gun to his head either. Make no, him say that. No, he's but saying she's, that on his own. She's an amazing cook, so it would really, it would <laughs> oh, really, so it would really help the dinner, <laughs> too. Um, <sighs> let's see. Uh, Anybody well, else, or what are we whipping up? Two's good. I'll join you. We'll crash the party. <laughs> I would love that. Thanks, man. Thank you. Appreciate I really, it. I would really love that. Appreciate it. That, that would be cool. Me, be Bruce really... Lee, your wife, and what are we eating? What are we eating? Whatever she wants to make that day. Okay. Is she any favorites you have? My, whatever she makes. Whatever she makes is your favorite. Man, you are the perfect I husband. Am, wow, but, those but are I'll great te- answers. But I'll, but I'll tell you, it comes from 16 years of eating her cooking. Yeah. And understanding that whatever she makes, I love. There you go. So maybe she adjusted it for me along the way, but um, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. <laughs> this is this is exactly I like how I feel. And chances are she won't be listening to this podcast <laughs> anyway, so I won't get any points. You've got to show her this part, Elise. You're scoring some points. Okay, how about um, if a kid is inspired to... Follow his passion or just whatever it might be, whether it's whether it's Tao or just his mm-hmm. passion. What advice would you leave him with? So, I mean, there's so many pressures of parents. There's so many pressures of the world around him. How, how did you finally let go and just embrace your passion? What would you leave a, a kid, a word of advice? I will say there's going to be a lot of trial and error. Yep. And don't look at failure as a mistake. If I dropped you in the middle of an unfamiliar city and gave you a map and you took the wrong turn, would you berate yourself? No. You'd say, okay, I took the wrong turn. Let me go back and take the other different turn. Don't look at failure as the end. It's just the beginning. You took the wrong turn. Go back and do it again. Go back and try something else. And the first really poetry really in Tao, actually, I won't give you the whole thing, but it says, in order to understand life, you have to remove emotions and think very coldly and analytically. But in order to experience life, you have to remove thoughts and use only passion. like that. 
So if you want to truly experience this life, you have to follow your passion and not your thoughts. That's awesome. I'm fully on board with that. I like that a lot. And lastly, if the audience can take away one or two things to incorporate into their daily life on how to make themselves less anxious, more calm, what can they take from Tao to do daily? So a mental practice is insufficient without a physical one. So there's nothing I could really say that's going to stick in your head. Right. But if you get up in the morning and you put your hands in the bottom of your belly and just breathe into your hands just for a little bit, close your eyes and just breathe into your belly and feel it with your hands as if you're holding a baby, embrace yourself, accept yourself for who you are, everything. There is no good and bad. It's just who you are. Then every day will be great. Because you start the morning by accepting yourself and by holding your most precious, most vulnerable place, which is the bottom of your belly. Arthur, you are officially off the hot seat. Those are great (laughs) answers. We did not prepare anything before that. That's from the top of his head. Boom. Perfect. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for coming on this podcast, for allowing me to come into your house to teach me. And I would love to keep learning with you. I would love to bring in NBA players, any way to help you grow what you're doing, because I think it's it's very valuable. And it's and it's also for people out there when it's it's not I mean it's not religion based. It's no, nothing it's religion not. based. There's it's, no religion here. No, which is it's, it's all based on yourself, self improvement, everything this podcast, the game of life is about. And um, yeah, thank you so much. And how can the audience follow more of you? How can we just learn more about yourself? Thank you, David. Well um, because I'm because I'm really practice a lot and I'm really in this reality I tend not to have a social media um, profile and I have no followers or likes or um, any any of that if you'd like to get in touch with me obviously you have my information but Arthur at California Dow T-A-O dot org um, it's our nonprofit, oh, um, cool. and everything that you donate, you can write off. So That's awesome. Uh, it's a win-win for everybody. That's really cool. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes, and yeah, that's we'll support you as much as we possibly can. And I'll just send people your way. We might just show up at your house one day at the <laughs> party of everybody following. We'll just uh, attack you, and you're just going to teach us all at one time. I'm actually going to take you up on that. <laughs> I'm going to call you on Deal. that. Let's Deal. see what happens with that. <laughs> or we'll go to China. We'll just all go to China. We'll pack let's, on board. Let's and... do that. That would be a, that would be an awesome trip. And I eat, know some amazing places. And we can eat undercooked rat No, 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 no. In no, the no. streets like I've done no. before. Uh, and Scorpion. Yeah, fried scorpion. You were in Beijing. You went yeah. on that street. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. You Starfish, go. scorpion, yeah. cicadas. Oh. Oh, okay, we're going to put some pictures up on this one about that. It's David, I'd like to thank you very much for this. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Big time thank you to Arthur Leviton for gracing us with his presence on the Game of Life podcast. Now we can all breathe easy. I hope you have found some information that you can take into your daily life and reduce your stress, reduce your anxiety. Everything just starts with the breath, with the mind, with being at peace. And you have the tools to do so now. I'm applying it in my everyday life, especially in the mornings when I wake up and sometimes I just want to jump into the day and get in the rat race. But calming down, taking my time, deep breaths while in my prayer time with God. 
and just feel so much more at peace than to attack the day with a clear mind instead of going a zillion miles per hour right from the jump. And even though you might think, yeah, Qigong, Tao might be a little outside my normal comfort zone, well, this is a great example of following your passion and doing what you love, like Arthur Leviton has. You can do the same thing. I challenge you to write down your passion. Ask yourself these questions this week. Go through this this process this week by yourself. What motivates you? What gets you excited when you wake up in the morning? What if you could live your perfect day? Write it out. What exactly would it be? That's going to help you find your passion. And not necessarily saying, hey, you have to quit today. What you're doing is drop it and go follow your passion or try to jump on that journey. But take those steps to live the day, the perfect day you want to every single day. And you can learn more about how to do this and how to become the athlete of the future, mind, body, spirit, at my newly launched website, dnabasketball.com. Go and check it out. Sign up for the newsletter and you are going to have a bunch of information that only the top athletes in the world are receiving. dnabasketball.com. It's also where you're going to get your three-pointers of the week, the things that I am testing, the books I'm reading, the -the behind-the-scenes NBA info. Just go check it out, dnabasketball.com. Let me know your thoughts. And also, if you get the chance, which I hope you do, it only takes 10 seconds of a deep hold breath to go to iTunes and leave a five-star review for the Game of Life podcast so we can keep bringing on to you these top-level performers like Arthur and NBA players in their stories and learning behind the scenes of how to become the best version of you that you can become. So I hope you all have a blessed week, and I hope you all had a great Easter weekend. And remember the main reason. God sent his son to die for us so we can all live in the peace and freedom and live in the glory of his kingdom. Keep being that light to everybody you see throughout your day. Game of Life podcast coming back at you next week. And we'll have the best of the best coming up. We will one of these days have a question and answer session. I promise we will. But until then, Game of Life podcast, signing off. Remember, life's a journey. Enjoy it. David Nurse, Game of Life, signing off.